Personal Finance Presentation, Common Money Management Mistakes. Prepare to get financially fit by practicing personal finance. We'll start off with a list of common money management mistakes, and then we'll go into some of the items in that list in more detail, noting that there's going to be some overlap between some of these items. Obviously, each individual circumstance is unique in some of the things that are in their control. There are some things outside of their control, and some people have different issues with regards to their money managing skills. So some of these items might be th not be things that you have a problem with, and some of them might be issues for you. So these are just some common items. So the list includes overspending driven by impulse buying, overuse of the credit card, insufficient liquid assets, the use of savings or borrowing to pay current expenses, failing to put unneeded funds in an interest bearing saving or investment account. So let's go into some of these in more detail, starting with the impulse buying. Now note that impulse buying is one of those things that some people might not have a problem with because some people might just go shopping just to get something, whereas other people like to go shopping because they enjoy shopping and impulse buying, being able to buy something that you didn't plan for to some extent is part of the process of, of the shopping process. But if you have an issue with regards to staying into a particular budget, then you might want to set parameters. The goal would be to set some parameters around uh, the, the shopping, and that might actually give you some more leeway to be able to, to be comfortable with your impulse buying as long as it's within a given set of parameters. That, of course, usually gets back to, in essence, budgeting. So let's first define impulse buying in such a way that we can then uh, make parameters around it. This is going to be a very restrictive kind of definition that we can you could then broaden on. So we're going to define an impulse buy as any time you purchase something you weren't planning to purchase. So meaning if you didn't plan to purchase it in beforehand and you purchased it, it, we're going to define that as an impulse buy. Again, you might be saying to yourself, if you enjoy shopping and it's an impulse type of situation, that's fairly restrictive because some of the point of shopping might be to be purchasing something on somewhat of an impulse. So you might expand that a little bit but that's how we're going to we're going to define it here. Uh, it can be as small as grabbing candy bar in the checkout line that wasn't on your grocery list or as big as walking into a car dealership to browse uh, to browse and walking out with a new car. So obviously those two things in terms of dollar amounts are going to be much different if you're grabbing something that's basically on the checkout line. They got that line of stuff that's there tempting you to grab it, uh, such as magazines and candy bars and whatnot then that's all that's different in terms of dollar amounts than of course a, a car dealership now obviously from a budgeting standpoint you want to make sure that the parameters you can set parameters with regards to the range at least in terms of dollar range with regards to the impulse buying there so impulse buying tips to stop so the first thing of course is the budgeting so you want to if you can set the budget then you can kind of there's two things you set with the budget you can set basically uh, how much you want to spend and what you're going to be spending on. You might be not be able to plan exactly for what you're spending on. You might basically say that you're going to spend so much money on impulse buying as part of the budget if you if some, that's something you enjoy doing so that you could set basically a range. And in that case, you can kind of expand our definition as not something that you actually planned on, but something that you you planned on, on budget within that within that range. It's within the dollar spending range of, <laughs> you know, the the impulse spending that you planned on. So allow permission to spend with uh, parameters. So obviously it's going to be, you know, you, you don't want to just say, I'm not going to buy anything if you enjoy basically shopping in that format. 
then you want to set the parameters would basically be the idea of the budget setting the parameters when you go shopping so obviously if you left with a car that would be way outside the parameters that you <laughs> that you would think whereas if you purchase something in the checkout line possibly not so much although you kind of want to be aware of that checkout line thing because i feel like you know they're, they're kind of manipulating you when they put all that stuff right at the checkout line and then they make you wait there and look at it and whatnot but in any case uh wait a day or longer to purchase so you might want to set like a dollar amount and then this rule right so obviously if it's something like a car then you don't want to impulse buy and buy it at that point in time that's over a certain dollar amount that you'd want to be making a longer term decision to buy it if you're talking about something that that uh, you're shopping and, you, and it's below a certain dollar amount and within your impulse buying threshold then of course maybe you want to buy it basically on the impulse but in general you want to you want to override the fact that of course everybody has has emotions uh, that are going to impact what they're going to be purchasing or not and so you could of course go home and you have completely different thoughts or next day your complete mindset is totally different on the thing that you wanted to purchase in the past and that's becoming more and more difficult to deal with as we have so much stuff that's just hitting us all the time while we're online we got the phones and whatnot you could do impulse buying basically online so to just take a step back and 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 say well maybe i'll purchase it tomorrow and think about it then that's usually a good thing and if if you're buying stuff online then that's usually something that you could do and if anybody of course is pressuring you to buy something like a salesperson or something like that limited time offer and this and that that's usually when i would just leave because i don't i just you know don't want to i don't want to get into that personally because i feel like i'm being manipulated uh generally when that's the case but in any case uh, shop with a goal in mind so typically if you if you make a list and go shopping may not be as fun shopping that way but if you get the list and you go shopping and you know exactly what you want you could just go and then you can leave but again i know a lot of people just will like the browsing is part of the shopping so if that's the type of shopping you do then set the parameters do not shop when feeling emotional so it's it's been tested in many different things even even like grocery shopping when you're hungry you tend to buy we buy different things when we buy stuff uh, when we're hungry and whatnot so so you know when you're grocery shopping you know it might be better to do it when you're full and <laughs> when you're and when we're when we're shopping for other types of things it uh, might be best to uh, to do it when we're when we're feeling we know we have a plan in mind generally bring a friend when you go shopping a friend of course might be able to keep you keep our keep each other basically under control and then take only the cash you need so it could be useful to, to limit the cash that you're going to spend that also is a little bit more difficult these days since we all have, always have credit cards and debit cards and whatnot but it can be a useful strategy to try to limit how much your spending is going to be and somehow physically do that some way uh, and then set a spending limit and then the social media just all the bombardment with different things and trying to compare ourselves to what other people have and say this person has this neat thing over there all that comparing stuff is probably not good for a lot of things and certainly not good oftentimes for you know spending and comparing stuff that someone else has <laughs> compared to what we have so insufficient liquid assets so these remember the liquid assets are the are the assets like cash and other types of savings that we can use readily to to uh, make to to make purchases when we need to now there's two reasons we might not have sufficient liquid assets meaning one is we, we don't we're, our budget is low at this point in time if we're going to school or we're at a time in our life when we don't we, we just don't have the ability for the savings then of course not may not be a whole lot you can do at that point in time but 
Other times we have the money, but we're not make, we're not really making the strategy or thinking about how much we need in certain categories. And that's when you, in essence, would have more control of it. So you'd want to be budgeting for the normal expenses and have the basically a, an emergency fund. Those are two things that you want to have enough money in order to basically be dealing with. And then the rest of your money, you would want to be putting in parking into longer term assets like retirement plans and whatnot so that you can get a, a larger return. So there's two extremes that people... Uh, have problem, you know, do on this kind of allocation of their assets. One is they try to put all their money into investments or something like that, and 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 or to pay off their credit cards and whatnot, and so they don't have sufficient assets to meet the the expenses that come up immediately because we haven't probably thought about it or budget long enough out into future, and certainly don't have the assets in that case to be dealing with an emergency, which we want to have. Uh, or we take all of our money and and we put it into basically investments and try to get try to get a return, but we're locking down the money in such a way that we can't we can't get to it. Uh, so there's there's different kind of ideas in terms of how much money you would want to have these categories. Obviously, when you budget, you can see what your normal expenses would be, and then you're going to want more money over and above that. Oftentimes, it's recommended for like half a year or something like that. And in the case of emergency, meaning how much could you clear like six months of with your liquid assets if you lost your job and you had no more revenue in, in stream or something like that? There's a lot of advice in terms of what is sufficient into these two categories. But in general, you want to basically get these two things in mind and then get it down to the details in terms of what exactly that means for your particular circumstances. The use of savings or borrowing to pay current expenses so it's often people will break into the piggy bank here in order to pay the current expenses. Really tempting to do that because you're often saying, you know, I have the money right now. I could just I could just go into the savings. And it's it's particularly problematic when people do that and they're taking money out of out of say a 401k plan or an IRA when they're going to be penalized to do that, right? If you put money into the 401k plan or a retirement plan, which is under the umbrella of needing it for retirement and you break into that early then unless you have a reason to to not do that you'll be subject to the penalties which can be significant and that's the whole reason you put it in there in the first place is to avoid taxes and so uh you so how do you stop doing that you, you generally want to make sure that you have your your savings if you can take your mind out of it as much as possible so you're not looking at it all the time meaning you, you want the money coming out into your savings account in some way that's possibly automatically going right out of your checking account. So you're building the savings and, and then you, you want it in an account that you've you've told yourself you're not going to uh, go into and check it you know periodically. But if you're obsessing about looking at it all the time, when you're looking at a long term investment and you're checking you know how much you're earning on it every day, Instead of basically saying I'm, I've parked this here, I've, I'm comfortable with the with the investment strategy that I have taken, and I'm going to take a long-term perspective uh, on it and not agonize over the over the short-term swings. Then th those are the, some of the strategies that you'd, you'd want to basically do. So allocate savings to an account you you are committed to saving. Put money into savings automatically. Separate long-term savings. So just make sure that when you when you're compiling, say your financial statements or thinking about your savings. You don't want to be thinking about it like I have this lump sum of assets here so much as I have this lump sum of current assets that I could use right now. And I have this amount of assets that 
I've, I've put away for the future, including things like equity in the home, which, which is another thing that you may not want to dip into with, by adjusting the loan unless you, unless you need to, unless you have a strategy uh, for doing that. And then, of course, the savings accounts, which you're trying to keep separate and not be, not be touching those as well. Uh, failing to put unneeded funds in an interest-bearing saving or investment account. Now, we've seen a little bit about this earlier with the liquid assets. This is kind of the inverse of not having enough liquid assets, meaning oftentimes, you know, if we don't have enough liquid assets and an emergency happens and we've got all our money tied up that we paid off our liabilities on it because we're trying to pay down the liabilities or we put it all into investments, and we, don't, we can't get to those investments because they're under an umbrella of an IRA or something. That's a problem because then we have a problem when there's an emergency. But the other thing that people do oftentimes is feel like cash is, cash is king, they say, right? Cash is the best. We want to be holding on to a whole lot of cash or, or very liquid assets. And that's not generally the case as well. I mean, if you see something like this, someone has something like this, then you would expect them to be like doing something illegal or something. That's the only reason you'd really... You know, if you're doing something illegal and they have a bunch of cash, that's because they can't park it anywhere because they have to launder it or something like that. Otherwise, they should be putting that money, you know, somewhere where the money is 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 making them. So it's dangerous to be holding on to that much cash, right? And it's it's even you know, so you don't really want the the cash to just be in cash because you're going to lose money on it over the long run because the cash is going to go down in terms of purchasing power just due to inflation. So, so if you have a lot of cash, then if the goal generally is, can I get some kind of return on it? You might not, you might be in a situation where you're like, I don't trust the stock market right now. Maybe you don't trust the stock market at all. You, you think it's a, you know, gambling to you or something like that. And you feel like it's not, it's not uh, somewhere you want to put your money then, but you can still put your money at least into a savings account where you can lower, you know, get a little bit of interest on it generally, or into bonds or something like that, that are, that are quite secure or even, into into tangible types of things metals and whatnot uh in order to get in order to get some type of uh hedge against against the inevitable inflation it's just a matter of how much inflation there is in terms of the purchasing power of the dollars going down so i i used to growing up have a vision of like scrooge mcduck in his in, you know in my in his uh diving into his safe of of uh and swimming around in gold and whatnot and that's that seems quite impractical because none of that stuff is making, you know, he's not making him any money. What you'd really want to do is, is invest the, the money that you have would be the general better strategy there.